on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. You have such a way with words, Bren. He winks. Do you happen to need a third girl's hair? (laughs) (laughs) Are you into mechanics? After blasting some peritons out of the sky. You uh, left the city of Alkenstar on the second kiss, this giant airship, the horse-drawn dirigible. But you flew out of Alkenstar. You started flying through the mana wastes towards Cloud Reaver Creep. Um, and you would notice these flying creatures off in the distance approaching. They ended up being pelotons. But you uh, use these giant ballistas to shoot them down uh, <laughs> very effectively. One of the engines seems to have run out of steam. Because one of the engines, the left engine, started making a loud like... <laughs> When spitting out a bunch of smoke. Chester will calmly be like, um, Fair, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell? We're losing power in the left engine. But there may be more to this mechanical failure than meets the eye. Chester will poke his head out to Psycheon Eleanor. You need to tell Farrah Winslow, somebody sabotaged this. We got a traitor I'll on go. board. Grab your wrenches because we're fixing this ship. Um, no horses were harmed in the making of this podcast. No, a lot were. of horses were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> now. Hey guys, Derek here again. I just wanted to say thanks for all the kind words a couple weeks ago when I was sick. Uh, I I felt really bad that I had to delay the episode and I'm so glad many of y'all were understanding because it it really meant a lot. Uh, I also wanted to take a moment ahead of this episode to respond to a question from our dear listener, The Mario. Uh, He submitted a question on the Google form a couple weeks ago, and we really aren't going to be able to address it on air for a hot minute, so I thought I'd answer it here. Uh, He asked, what happened to the idea of adding slash having extras about Alkenstar or Pathfinder lore? And that's a great question. Um, We definitely wanted to do more to show off Pathfinder, Galarian, and Alkenstar lore, Uh, but as far as extra content goes, there's... There's just no way we can produce any extra content currently. Uh, Between scheduling the amount of production time needed to keep the current uh, pace that episodes are coming out, uh, we just we don't really have the bandwidth to spin up side content at this time. Um, If I remember right, the kind of loose idea we had was to cover more lore and like banter segments. But a couple different things have happened to prevent that. Um, Not intentionally, but one of them was there's just been less that's popped up in the adventure that we felt really needed a full banter segment to cover Um, that. And we've done a lot of work in recent months uh, to try and pick our banter topics ahead of time, because that tends to lead to uh, more like fun and interesting banters than the ones we just make up on the spot. Uh, And in doing that, we forgot to add more Pathfinder lore to our potential banter topic pool. Uh, So what I'm thinking I'm going to try to do is to take a little bit of a deeper look for fun bits of lore to bring up and discuss and then add those to the pool. It might not be every episode, but I do have some ideas on how to make it feature more. Uh, And with that out of the way, I did want to quickly remind everybody uh, listening to the episode that if you have questions or comments for us, please feel free to use the Google form that's 
uh, linked in the description of this episode, uh, or leave a comment under the linked YouTube video. We really uh, enjoy interacting with everyone and hearing your reactions to our just nonsense every week. Anyways, thanks again for listening, uh, and please enjoy Season 3, Episode 42, Sabotage in the Sky. I can fly half as high. Take a look at a book rated rainbow. The Third Gallon. We are The Third Gallon, a podcast full of fun. We play different games, and each season we change. We roll dice and tell stories. We laugh and get gory we explore different worlds with our characters unfurled we are a group of friends who love tabletop trends i know what this is we share our passion with you and hope you enjoy it too so tune in and listen to our actual play mission the third gallon podcast is where everything goes with mayo Thank you, Bing Chat. <laughs> uh, that, that was, was certainly number one oh, enemy. Considerably impressive. Of all the poems in the world, it certainly was one. <laughs> certainly. I mean, look, <laughs> I've read some poems one. written that beats the poems of, say, young teenagers. That's fair. Some of them. You're right. It's been some poems I've written. Well, uh, thanks for humoring the uh, the better ten than minute, my early poetry. The ten minute being hour, uh, which is me. My every, early poetry was great. Every time I do banter's now, uh, I wanted to ask you guys a certain thing. Uh, kick up a little bit of discussion uh, around playing online versus playing in person. I know that we have some uh, maybe opinions on this, but I wanted to ask each of you uh, which do you prefer if you had to say one and like what do you feel like is the main difference and why do you like why do you prefer the one you do over the other uh any of you want to start up i like playing in person because maps are fun and touching little figurines are fun and rolling dice near your friends are fun does what we do recording the podcast, so we record in person, but uh, if you look at the table, there is no map. There's just a bunch of microphones and computers. There's, a, there's an energy that you have when you play in person. That is good, and that is the most important thing. But I would prefer it if we, and you know, of course, map size permitting, because some of the maps of some of these games get really big. Yeah. Um, map size permitting, I love having just a physical map where you lean over and you move your little tokens. Maybe you have Hero Lab or a character sheet on your laptop, but like being able to mess with the little tokens and to move them and even having the little fly thingy so you can have something 20 feet quote unquote up in the air and, you know, being able to do that. It's just fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. I, I it just there's something about moving a figure on the map is just nice it's really neat and if you have the right tokens or miniatures for your enemies it just kind of adds to the game because you can look at it and be like that zombie there even though half the time zombies a great substitute for oh i don't know the fifth giant spider <laughs> yeah or the next kobold because yeah. i don't have enough for them but like when you're in a combat and you have the right the right amount of miniatures to be accurate for any everything it's just nice and it was even great because towards the end of us playing on the table, like Drow made their own miniature. 
uh, multiple yes. miniatures and a paper pawn. So that was cool. Uh, I could look down there and I could see Dayrak and I could see Brick. And luckily, Owen was rogue enough to the uh, the, the rogue fit for him. The rogue figurine um, might as well have been built for him. Exactly. So yeah. like the tokens also either looked just like or were built to be the people yeah. we had. That was nice. Yeah, Drow also made you a pawn cat. Uh, Farinril got a yeah. custom pawn. Oh right. yeah, no. Farinril got a custom pawn. Good old Fart, fart. No, I was just saying how fun it was that like the, the 3D model of the rogue was just Owen. Mm-hmm. They could have built it for him. And the Farron reel, sarking so hard to not say fair and fart, you should know this, <laughs> was really, really pretty and well made. Uh, yeah. How do, how do it drow, uh, cat? how do either of you feel about online versus in person? Because I know we've done a lot of both. I have no strong feelings one way or another. Really? Yeah. Because I know you've played in probably the most online games out of all of us here. I can't just like fuck off a little bit to my couch and listen to people on my headphones uh, whenever I'm in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It demands a lot more attention, which is good sometimes and bad sometimes, especially if they fucking want you to start at 9 a.m. for some reason. Oh, my goodness. Your, your old Sunday group. Uh-huh. Holy crap. So uh, early in the morning. Uh-huh. Nine being early sounds like the best thing On a in the Sunday. world. On a Sunday. That's pretty early. It was a sleep-in day. Okay, okay. Cat, uh, how do you feel? I know you've done both. Uh, I know you um, actively play them both. How do you feel about them? There is a certain nostalgia to the pawns and the tokens and the map. But as somebody who loves the visuals, I kind of like when you've got the maps online that actually like line up everything and you can see it and you don't have to just imagine it the whole time. So it can be it can be valuable either way. Um, but I mean, I'll never forget the time we all tried to fight that rat and we ended up in a pile and all of our tokens were in a pile. And there's something about knocking over the token when you kill something. The rat pile. The rat pile and knocking over tokens. That stuff, it brings back good memories. But like what we're looking at right now with this beautiful foundry map and all of our tokens with Drow's awesome art and then the Paizo art, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I got to say, uh, I was just going as the GM here. Um, at least until recently, I've been very staunchly a uh, team in person because, and I'll say the same thing, playing in person and playing online are completely different because we play online with a lot of different people and it's fun. It's not, I'm not saying you can't have fun playing online. Obviously you can, but like the kind of vibe, like you were saying, Jacob, the chemistry you get by being uh-huh. in the same room and all the body language and the looks and everything you give to each other is just completely different. Entirely. Like, like there's some humor that definitely gets lost uh, between this group and the audience because they can't see me contorting my heinous little flesh prison yeah. to look between <laughs> uh, the microphone arm to glare at Jacob. <laughs> Or the way that the, sometimes the marital strife is just based in quiet looks across the table because we're conveniently placed where we can each stare at our significant other the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's just not the same. And like I have maintained uh, that playing TTRPGs together is an inherently social experience, which is why we do banter topics, even though we're all good friends and we don't need like an icebreaker to warm up. But like having a little thing to kind of get everyone in the like mood to do something together makes such a big difference. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that just means whenever you're all in the same room together, 
you have to pay attention to each other, you know? And it makes a huge difference. And as mm-hmm. a DM, like you said, Drow, if you're playing online, you can kind of just wander around the house and do things. And that's really nice and convenient. Uh, but as is. a DM, it's also really handy to, when people are in person to like know everyone is like stuck in and asking someone what they want to do on their turn, but they just got up and went to the bathroom and you didn't know yeah. they're in the middle of getting a snack from the fridge. Um, you could do that in person, but everyone sees you go, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Okay. I am taking this as full permission to be like, okay, Drow, what are you... What are you doing? And I'm halfway to the kitchen. Yeah. I've got a granola bar in my mouth. You do that already. Yeah, you do that already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like the benefits of playing at your own place. You can just you know go open up your kitchen and be like, I want this. Uh, but I got to agree with Kat because playing online has always been a lesser experience until Paizo has started fully supporting Foundry. Yeah. Because Roll20 was fine and the official Roll20 modules were okay. But I just don't like roll 20 and it's always a pain to work with but foundry is an incredible tool it's the first vtt where i can actually recommend using it as a character sheet as well for pathfinder it's not perfect i still like hero lab but it's it's very good and the amount of work that's been put into these like official module maps is so good they're beautiful like this is the first thing I've seen that makes a good argument for having, like, if we were playing in person without podcast stuff, mm-hmm. having a TV uh, map. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Because then you have the best of both worlds where you can oh have, like, God. a screen with the beautiful map. And then you can also have your miniatures. Or your, your pawns, pawns or whatever. And everything, yeah. See, the, now that, the, that truly would be the best of both. The years, years old dream. To I have got a, a gaming table it. with it's a TV a in the middle. table for tabletop RPGs. Jacob's always wanted this. I got a used TV always. for it, but we can't use it I because s- we podcast. Yeah. I still think that a projector would be better. I it's The the issue with projector, because I've looked this up, is lighting. Is You'd have to have a very strong projector no, or play in the dark. just play in the dark. And you could try to do that, but there'd be other issues. But you're right. It's, 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 it is an idea. I've, I've thought about that one. The other thing is projectors are... Well, the thing about a TV I mean, is you they... can put the miniatures on top of it and not worry about them casting shadows over your map. Yeah. As someone who works extensively with projectors, you'd be surprised how much the shadows can affect performance. You're right. I think they're so small, it might not matter, but... If you get the wrong question. angle, the that's shadows are just as big as... Yeah. Sometimes triple the size of the item. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but projectors do look better. But I would like to do both. I, I do got to say... That like the best, in my opinion, way to play TTRPGs if you up. can. <laughs> Boulders in your cup is if you can do physical at a table with like a mondo mat size map, so like two six foot tables stuck together kind of thing, like we do. Uh, playing in person with those and the little riser bits, you don't have to go all out and get like full on miniatures no. and sets and everything. You can get by with just drawing on a big mondo mat like a wet erase and. Vis-a-vis, Marco. The Pathfinder pawns are like the best yeah. because they're physical little printouts like cardboard mm-hmm. and you can use them like miniatures, but you can get like a box of them for 40 bucks. Yeah, you can. They 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 have boxes for every bestiary. For those of you who don't know Pat, Paizo or Pathfinder and like that's over 200 monsters for 40 mm-hmm. bucks. Compare yeah. that to the price of miniatures. Well, not only yeah. that, um, Drow was able to create pawn tokens yeah. themselves yeah. because the technology to do it is, can you print? 
and yeah. attach it to the cardboard of the right thickness and stiffness. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nice. You can it's personalize lot, that. It's a lot less costly investment. Um, and honestly, I like the ponds because they're just so easy to move about and swap around versus yeah. and store. You don't have to have this massive shelf full of miniatures. Oh, I have, just have a binder. I have binders that I have put my my ponds into. And I have a lot of ponds. But this is going to have a lot of pictures they're in, really in this, nice uh, of our banter, ponds. I can tell. Yeah, I could send you a picture of my binder. Yeah, oh. you could. Um, <laughs> although I will oh. say, I'm going to try and collect uh, the last little bit of ponds out there for 2E stuff because Paizo and, no longer does those. Yeah, they're going out of production. Um, they're going to stop making new pond sets. Why? Because people don't buy them. They work online now. They make VTT modules, and most people use that instead of ponds. Oh. And Jacob looks as, so as, offended as right now. Sad COVID as sad as I appreciate the fact that they are adapting. I need to buy the pawn sets for one Yeah. 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 Bruh, look, you to, look behind you. Yeah, I know, but I need to have them. <laughs> I have I have almost all. Hey, Jacob, back off. I got new new birthday slash Christmas presents now. They're not as expensive. Um, I have I have all the of them for one Time limited. And I have. Yeah, that's a concern. I have all the different ones for the adventure paths I have in 1E, uh-huh. just about. But I want to pick up the best jury boxes for 2E and a couple of the adventure paths that I have for 2E. The important one I have is I have the Kingmaker for 2E pawn box. Um, Get them, but back off on some games. Okay. Well, what's, what buy, you, you buy games you all the freaking time. You have the big one, though. You have the Pathfinder 1E. Uh, <laughs> Just back off me. on the games. You have the best jury one box for Pathfinder 2E. That's right. That's true. I do have that. And that's that has like one. a shocking number of pawns in it. That's the big one. Yeah. That's there's, the there's only one. two more best jury boxes. Really? Yeah. Two, there's only two, be, three best jury's out for 2E right now. I still might want to get them for you. Yeah, this, this, is, this, <laughs> this is one from a banter topic to I got to look at some stuff. <laughs> Jacob had a crisis. <laughs> a banter to a full-on discussion. Uh, it's like me. I, I still collect 1E stuff, not because I'm going to play all of it, but just because there'll come a time when I won't be able to get it. Yeah, and not only that, but like if it exists in 1E, it's probably only a matter of time before it does exist in 2E. And if they're not going to make pawns for the new stuff when it comes out in 2E, then if you already have it for 1E, you don't need to buy it again. And, and all of us at the table are pining for the days when we can play with pawns on a Mondo map and oh. the little spacers again. Uh, can you imagine if we got like terrain pieces, like 40k people? That'd be so fun. There's, they're so situational, but yeah, right. They would be cool. It's so much fun. Put the, uh, we're talking oh. about the fun of playing in person. My favorite story of playing in person with miniatures. <gasps> can is, I guess? Yes. When you put all the candles out. Though, that's a good for one. The, for the, for the, um, oh. the cave, I the mega actually, dungeon. I was actually going to bring that up because <laughs> Drow said, well, we could just turn down the lights. Every time I have turned down the lights as a GM, you guys hate it. <laughs> to be fair, we were running off of pen and paper. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what we're running it off of It was hard to see paper. her papers. Um, no, but my favorite in-person like miniature thing moment was when we were in the forest in Jacob's homebrew and we had to fight the dragon and he grabbed my like <laughs> Minecraft <laughs> yeah. Creeper yeah. plushie oh. and plumped it down. Their, their Minecraft Creeper plushie is the perfect 
size on the bottom to be the largest size. Was it gargantuan is the largest or colossal? Mm-hmm. I think it's gargantuan. This was, was, a, gargantuan. So, this was like an ancient black dragon, right? Uh, yeah, it was like as powerful a dragon as you could find. Uh, so I plopped it down and I said the dragon leaned down to them and I bent the creeper's yeah. head down <laughs> to like, look at them <laughs> and speak to them. And it was just so, it's so stupid, but so memorable. I love it. You can do some of that like physical humor on the virtual tabletop with like the moving the, the rotating. Cons. Like whenever I had the swarm come out and go, Hi, you know, you can do a little bit of that, <laughs> or the uh, yeah. cult of Matt Mercer's. You can have fun with that. You can have fun or, with that. Uh, all the times we drew, you know, Penises. dumb things throughout yeah. the whole map and corners where people wouldn't find them. Oh, yeah, and oh. the, the nice thing is with the virtual stuff, you can pick whatever image you want off the internet, so long as you're not like a podcast and have like copyright <laughs> stuff. Um, but you could just plop it in there and be dumb, you know. Yeah, if you want to have is, a physical if this thing, is a personal thing. Yeah, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Oh man, home but games if, are the best. If it's uh, commercial, you can always go over to Fiverr, and I can draw you something and hey. give you commercial rights. That's right. Hey. Oh man, home games support are so, your local artist. So great though, because you can or just, just use. Me. You can just use all the copyrighted content. <laughs> or you just draw. When I'm running, I've been doing the thing with Hans uh, with the beginner box mm-hmm. and we have to be careful about what we put in it because it's a stream. <laughs> and then like the next day I go on our Friday for Ben Lansgren. Like, All right, let's pop on some Witcher and Skyrim music, yep. whatever yeah. we want. Just use all the copyrighted content. Oh, man. Oh. <sighs> Speaking of playing in person, this map is way too big <laughs> to uh, to put in. So let's <laughs> let's let's uh, jump back into our virtual tabletop world. Centuries before the Star Stone was raised, the Wizard Kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. Bye from my fiver. <laughs> from the glowing ashes Bye of the mana fiver. wastes arose Alkenstar, the city of Fiverr, <laughs> a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, Fiverr, and drow work wonders. Drow underscore now. <laughs> to the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face Alkenstar of insurmountable odds. odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Yeah! Oh, man. So when we last left you guys, <laughs> you had shot big ballistic bolts at uh, these pelotons. That was about the whole thing, too. Yeah. It was about the whole episode. You uh, had climbed up on this... Uh, no, that wasn't the whole deck. episode. Well, we, we started flying. We started the episode. We uh, saw all the cool weather. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, uh, you uh, left the city of Alkenstar on the second kiss, this giant airship, the horse-drawn dirigible, uh, although Same. no horses are visible from here. Um, no horses were harmed in the making of this podcast. No, a lot were. of horses were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> so many. So much glue. We have so much glue. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but you flew out of Alkenstar. You started flying through the mana wastes towards Cloud Reaver Creep. You saw a bunch of the, uh, like, cool, just random weather stuffs that would happen. Uh, it was very intriguing to watch, like the different storms that come and go not necessarily just like oh it's rain or it's snow but the different like magical things that are embedded in it yeah um and then uh chester and eleanor went for a drink and psykeer went up to the helm of the ship it's a little drink it's a little drink not drunk Mm -hmm. just a little drink eleanor's not a lightweight like kali 
<laughs> but you, uh, uh, Saikir had gone up to the, the helm to talk to Farah and Dezen, just kind of watch things, uh, and kind of overheard that uh, Nolpe and Kevin weren't manning the observation post. Uh, Goblins. And decided to go up there themselves uh, and uh, taking Asuvu, this gnome adventurer, with them. Um, and you would notice these flying creatures off in the distance approaching uh, the second kiss. They ended up being pelotons. They don't. I don't know if they are supposed to be French, but I like to uh, make them sound fun. Peloton. Peloton. A baguette. Eiffel Tower dog with freaking deer body. Um, but you uh, use these giant ballistas to shoot them down uh, <laughs> very effectively. Um, so many high numbers on the D12s. It was incredible. Uh, and that's kind of where he left you guys. You handily dispatch them. Um, but then tragedy seemed to strike as one of the engines, the left engine, started making a loud like and spitting out a bunch of smoke. Where's the smoke at on the map? Shut up. Listen, if this was in person, I would just take the marker and go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you could do that with the draw tool. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're we right. forget that sometimes we can draw on the map. That's right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice to not find random penises occasionally, oh, but what ex- or poop loops. <laughs> poop loop. <laughs> there we go. I have added some smoke to the map. On the water? On I like the water. it. There we go. Natural effect. Oh, are you adding it in there too? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's monkey. Uh, monkey. Monkey. <clears throat> Chester will calmly and collected Start look at the pipe and be like, um, <clears throat> Fair, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell? We're losing, we're losing power in the left engine. What's, where, where do we need to go to help out? I don't know. Get down to the engine room. See what nobody Kevin can do. Uh, we, we will go. calmly and very quickly make our way. Can to we the slide down room. the ladder like firemen? Yes. Can we slide down the ladder like? Like you know how they, you know how you hold the edges instead of the rungs and you slide. Can we do that? That yeah, you scares can do that. me. I want to look cool. I'm a I'm a swashbuckler. I'm all about cool. Disappointed, Matt Jacob was penis free five <laughs> seconds ago. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, old times return. Who uh, did that? All who's been drawing the genitalia? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's the wrong. I'm map. going to draw a vulva. Chester wants. I, I added Chester to the wants to slide. Cloud. Chester wants to slide down the I ladder. Slide down the ladder, like all cool, like. Yeah, that's sure. why I, I said it first. Yeah, you did, but I also want to do it. But we need to get you there first because you're the one who um I could craft. probably fix it. I bet you. Cr- Bitch, I said. <laughs> More genitals are being drawn on the map. Uh, Chester will, I suppose, lead the way to the goblins and bust open the door. Ah! What's going on? Huh? What are you talking about? The engine's blown up. Holy shit, really? <sighs> they run out. Did you not hear it? <laughs> no, we're having an intense and very important philosophical debate. Shut up and get to the engine. Ah! Go get your tools out, Chester. Chester will follow because he is Jesus good at crafting. They open up the door and like the smoke's just... <laughs> Sabotaged? Unless we can stab it with rapier, I can't do much. Who touched my baby? 
<laughs> Did you do this? Oh. What's wrong with it? You! No, we were fighting off flying deer when this happened. Did they touch my baby? No, they didn't touch. Did, oh, did they wait, touch did, did, one of them fell off. It could have. Did Did anyone touch it? It did fall off on that side. Yeah, they did fall off. No, they ain't nothing touched it that we could see. What's up? Let's jam this thing up. Let's get in there. Oh, yeah, let's is see. it Cherry? Uh, and you look in here, and this thing is just like, you have to actually be careful. Do you have any loose bits of clothing as you come in here, Chester Williams? Hat. Uh, his hat. Uh, you come in here, and you see, even though it is uh, stuck, it's like there's a whole bunch of gears that are like... Eleanor should stay back. back and forth, and if it wasn't stuck, it would be spinning dangerously fast. Chester will tuck in his shirt as well. Okay, and hug and the his, wall. He'll I'm, uh, tuck in his shirt, tuck in his jacket if he's got a... I'm just going to stay out, because I've got a tail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And very tall ears. <laughs> so and I, I can't stay out of here. He'd be like a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. I imagine okay. that Eleanor's <laughs> ruffles and long curly hair and perhaps the tail ends of her waistcoat type. You, yeah, no, she better stay back. Uh, what can I do to help? Uh, do you want to help them work yes. on it? Uh, you can roll crafting. I will roll crafting, because I am good at crafting. Jacob's like, this skill is made for oh, Chester. Yes. That is a 15 plus my crafting, which is 14, so 29. 29. Nice. Uh, you're working with them, and they know this engine backwards and forwards. Um, but you're helping them. You get grease and gunk all over your arms. Like, you get coated in just this uh, clockwork lubricant. Uh, you use their, they got a set of tools working with them. They're a little small for you, but uh, you're able to get in. And it looks like there's a chain that has been chucked into the engine works. And they say, All right, what? This chain? Wait a second. I think this came from the storage closet. <gasps> but this is what, this is what did it. We can get it up and running, but it's going to take like an hour. Do we have to land while they work this on this? sabotage? No, they don't have to land. It's just going to make us go slower, They're yeah. Just, you, you can tell that the airship is kind of slowly just turning because it can't correct itself. So it's just kind of... Chester, Chester will poke his head out to Sykeer and Eleanor. You need to tell Farrah Winslow, somebody sabotaged this. We got a traitor I'll on go. board. But, and roll. then he'll pop his head back in, and if they need help, he'll keep helping. Yeah, I'll uh, go with you. They got it handled fixing it. You mostly were able to just help them diagnose what went wrong. Okay. Then Chester will follow Psych here. Okay. So where you guys want to go? We might need your investigating skills to figure out who the traitor is. I'll go up to the... <gasps> you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pursue a lead on that chain. Okay. And whoever may be related to it, I I'm pretty sure that works. Can you get, like, fingerprints off of who just went to the storage closet? Technically speaking, when you pursue a lead, you don't always know who you are pursuing a lead on. Okay. Uh, so that's the case right now. Uh, it's just if I end up figuring out that that person is the one I'm pursuing a lead on, I can get my bonuses on them. Um, or if I suppose I happen to fight them, I'll have to look at it again. But right now, I'm going to just declare I'm pursuing a lead on that chain, and I'm giving up my pursue a lead on, I'm going to say Muglin. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at all my here. skills to see if anything would apply. Unfortunately, thievery and stealth do not apply. All right. I'm going to speak with Farah if I can. Are you going to go all the way down to the uh, flight deck? Yeah. Okay. We could talk through a pipe if we're in a rush. Uh, I want to see if I run into the second 
in command on the way back. You know what? Chester will not follow them right away. He's going to go check the other engine first. Sure. I um, don't want to leave Saikir alone in their go trip with in case if they get ambushed. All right. So you're going to go over to this other engine? Yeah. Not that Saikir can't handle themselves, but still. All right. Then yeah, you go over there, and it still seems to be functioning just fine. You can open that door. Okay. Uh, it looks just fine. Um, there's no... Uh, gunk in the works that you can see here that you have to be careful if you stay here too long um that there's exposed gears spinning at incredibly high speed uh, if you didn't <laughs> know what you were doing and have your stuff together this would be like a trap ah or rather it's a hazard which functions similar to a trap did you sign your do not ascend agreement yes i thought you were cool with it oh if it means saving his life yeah chester will take a clockwork limb Chester's, most importantly, does not want to be burnt. His family has a plot on their farmland they like to bury. Is that so a that new tradition? Uh, it's one I hadn't had to think about till now, but... <laughs> so he can return to the earth? <laughs> it's what I hadn't had to think about, but... He doesn't want to be burnt. He has too much tr- familial trauma. With ashes? Dust. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so, okay, once Chester checks that, he will follow Sykir and Eleanor to wherever they had been going, probably upstairs. Should we be looking for signs of someone who passed through here? Like, Is to the see if they left any sort of closet clues? Closet down here? The So, you are in the, like, uh, catwalk in, like, the main um, rigid body of the blimp. Uh-huh. Um, the layer above you, basically, there's a ladder that goes up to the observation thing on top of it. Below you, the ladder goes to the upper deck, which is, like, sleeping quarters and crew stuff, and that's where the storage closet is. Chester will go check out the storage closet while they go talk to... Uh Phoebe. Okay, so that they're going to go down well, not Phoebe, but through the Farrah. upper deck and down to the flight deck, which is where all the like booths and stuff are. I yeah. do have a question. Yeah. While we were doing this, did the issue come up while we had Usuvu with us? Yeah, she yes. was there. So we have reason you. to believe that she might not have been the culprit. Yeah. And Unless she set it up time somehow. Made her way back down to the well, that uh, eliminates one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Psyche here and Eleanor, you guys come back down to the flight deck. Uh, when you get there, you see Usuvu, you see Bryn and Finn, uh, and you also see uh, Celessa. That's her name. Celessa, the half-orc lady. Um, and it, whenever you come like through the stairs, you see Lucky being like, all right, folks, you just got to be a little calm. We're having a little bit of engine trouble on the left engine. That's why we're turning to the left a little bit. Uh, don't worry. We have the utmost confidence in our uh, very talented mechanics. They're sorting it out. Um, it doesn't even look like, aside from Usuvu, the people noticed or are particularly worried. I don't think they even noticed that the um, Peritons attacked, thanks to you guys' yeah. fairly quick handling of it. It's because we're professionals. <laughs> If anything, they might have heard a bang as one adventurers. Micah's angels. Uh, so you guys going to go to the cockpit? Yeah. All right. Uh, you knock on the door, and Dezin lets you in. It's like, oh, hey, uh, what's uh, what's up? You looked in the engine? What's going on with it? P.S. there was sabotage. Sabotage. And then Pharaoh looks at you guys like, because Pharaoh's like still working the controls, trying to get this thing not to veer too far off. Yeah, she's and, probably really busy. Uh, she's like, y'all didn't mess with any of the engine stuff up there, did you? Like, looks at... It takes a moment to look at Psyche and Eleanor, like, eye you over. 
No. Did the, did the whatever it was that was flying up on us get to the engine? The Peritons don't seem to have engaged with the engine at all. Okay. Chester would have told you what caused the issue. The chain? Yeah. And it appears the chain was thrown in. It wouldn't have fallen from, like, the ceiling or Correct. something. Correct. The goblin said the chain was from the storage room, which is on a separate deck entirely. And the chain was from a separate location. Where's the second in command? I mean, I'm the second in command. Dezen, like, raises his hand. Okay. Yeah, he's my he's my main guy. Okay, well, I'm not about to accuse that man while he's right there. Uh, no, I mean, well, I mean, you could he's always, been there, he's been he's there, been the, there whole the whole time, time right? Uh, he helps he, fly it. He left to get you guys, and that would have prevent, presented an opportunity for him to do something. We could ask Fair if he, or you could ask Fair if he was there when the explosion happened. And, and you could, we could word it such that we're like, did you see or hear anything? But we could also get the timeline. What did he say? Uh, whenever I went up onto the observation deck and I asked you to get these two, did you see anybody else missing from the passengers? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, pretty sure all of our, uh, passengers, except for Asuvu, but I think you said... She uh, was up there with me. Okay, yeah, then, no, uh, Solessa was walking back from the bar. Finn and Bryn, or, or Brim, were just talking to each other. Uh, well, as much as they both talked to each other, uh, Finn was talking. Um, no, I don't think any of the other passengers were not on the flight deck. Uh, did you see Lucky? Uh, I don't think so, but he may have been back at the bar. I kind of went straight towards... No, he was at the bar with you two. Yeah. When he got... When he came and got us, Lucky was serving us drinks. Yeah. But didn't this happen after the fight? Yes, but... And then after I got to you guys, I told you the message and went straight back to the cockpit. Was Lucky still there whenever you came back down? I didn't come back down. I went to the bar. It said uh, to Chester and to Eleanor. It's like, hey, Zach here wants you up top. And then I walked straight back here. Fair enough. Hmm. I don't suppose that you have spy orbs on this <laughs> ship. Spiorbs? That's Can I see the CCTV, spy? please? <laughs> no, I'm afraid we don't have anything that advanced on this ship. Are you saying you suspect treachery with the engine then? Potentially. Oh, it I it just... did seem like sabotage, I... given oh. that there was a foreign object from a completely different room thrown in there. Is that storage room locked? Um, I mean, so it's supposed to be locked, but, you know, we're a pretty close group here. Sometimes we forget, and it can be unlocked. Do you want a, a key to it? You said that the chain that fell out was from the storage room? That's what we were told by uh, your engineers. I gotcha. He looks around. He's like, seems really off guard and suspicious now. Um, well, if you need the key, I can it, give it to you. Is it possible that somebody snuck aboard while we were docked? I wonder. It is possible, but I feel like we would have seen them. There's only so many places this isn't to hide. A, a particularly large ship. Hmm. I was gonna. I, I rolled to see if I could check for his like perception, but I rolled pretty poorly. Only got a Distance 15. Distance motive. Yeah. Yeah. We have not really sure. He seems to be pretty up and up. And I mean, from the timeline when you were picked up, Eleanor, you saw him basically like go talk to you and Chester and then immediately go back to the cockpit to keep an eye on the stuff that he was doing. So the captain and the co-captain are trustworthy. Well, I mean, the captain probably wouldn't sabotage her own ship. Exactly. And she's mm-hmm. got to be steering it the whole time. And the gnome is trustworthy because she was with us. Yeah. I think it's lucky. Look at him. All smiley and begoggled. <laughs> 
It can't be our beautiful elf boys. It, Half elf boys. <laughs> is there something about the fact that Derek was like, you recognize this guy Wait, from oh, somewhere. lucky. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. I did say that. You recognize, mm-hmm. it's like you've seen him before, but you can't place it. I'm on to you. Good you, nice remembering, You sabotaged the airship. It was me. Hey, Derek, since I remembered that, can I have a bottle cap? <laughs> you can take a hero point. I'd like a bottle cap. <laughs> I'll give you a hero point. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Could they have a non-expirable bottle cap? <laughs> Should we talk to the passengers? Uh, sure. It's a Where mystery. were you five minutes ago? I'm going to go up and grab one of the gay elves. <laughs> Their names are Brim and... Brin and Finn. Brin and Finn. Finn has the hat. Brim doesn't say things. I'm sorry, but it's a lot easier to say (laughs) the gay elves than Finn and Brin. Yeah. Or Brim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do you want to say? There seemed to be talking like, yeah, but I don't know uh, why we have an engine trouble. It makes me feel a little uh, not so great about this choice. I'm sure it'll be fine. We're fine. I know you're worried, but it'll be fine. Oh, hey, how can I help you? Rolling perception. Two. Uh, Ignore me. <laughs> How are you two handling this uh, minor inconvenience? Uh, Brim's a bit nervous, but you know I, I I'm pretty confident. And look at the beautiful sights we get to see over and over again. Over. In a, in a yes. Break. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the engineers aboard this ship are top notch. I've heard nothing but the best from Captain Winslow. I'm sure she would only trust the best engineers. <laughs> The, the, the engineers who hadn't even realized that there had been an explosion 20 feet from them. <laughs> yes. The, the engineers who did go, my baby! What have they done to my baby? Uh-huh. Fantastic engineers. <laughs> did, uh, did you happen to see anybody in particular sneaking away whenever... Uh, sneaking? Yes. Uh, I haven't seen anyone. Have you seen anyone, Brim? Uh, he shakes his head. You have such a way with words, Brim. He winks. Oh. Do you happen to need a third girl's <laughs> hair? <laughs> like, are you into mechanics? <laughs> Eleanor Baxway, I'm starting to feel a little bit like a fourth wheel. <laughs> Four wheels are very, very secure. <laughs> She's still mourning. <laughs> it's been like three days. Oh no, three whole days. <laughs> you mean you're not over your fiance? You mean you're yet? not already a fiance again? <laughs> oh. Like every time she gets a drink, she's probably drinking to forget. <laughs> uh, but but nothing suspicious. I mean, no. I mean, uh, I heard some like clunks and thumps. But I just assume that's the machine works, and then there was the noise of the engine making sputtering noises. But again, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident. Brim's a little nervous, though, and Brim gives a nod. Dumps. You think back, and you think that might just be the sounds of the fight. Okay. <laughs> they may not even realize that there was a fight. I'm um, not going to tell them. At the time. Remember- <laughs> Pay no attention to the periton body sliding off the dirigible. Slowly. <laughs> The man always comes and like regurgitates it back up in the air, smacks it against the window. Boy, that's a really big hail! <laughs> and then rain comes and blows it away. Such strange precipitation out of the man waste, huh? 
<laughs> they like look out, it's clear, and then they look away. It <laughs> comes back again. <laughs> Just lean it up against the window. <sighs> oh. Anyway, what do you think? And uh, at the time, our our fellow passenger, Celessa, was it? Yeah. Celessa, was she still here in the in the area? Yeah, I believe she went and got a drink and then uh, came back and uh, uh, sat down and did some writing and looked out the window. Looked up, stood up and looked down confusedly, but I didn't see anything. Stood up and looked at... Celessa. Yeah. I don't remember her voice. Did you see the Perryton? <laughs> you poor thing have like eight, eight NPCs I mean, here I mean, you didn't you see? Did you not yeah. see anything? Oh, I saw something fall from the top <laughs> of the... Wink! Listen, oh, uh, having, having them know that we've defended the blimp is okay. It's a good thing okay. that they know we defended the blimp from the parachute. I was just joking about that earlier. I thought I saw something fall off, but it was really uh, fast, so you know. So, while I was up on the observation deck... We accidentally uh, hit a deer. Uh, it's okay. We, we hit a deer. <laughs> you what? You what? We shot down three parachutes. You shot down a deer? It wasn't uh-huh. a reindeer, was it? No, Old no. Old man up north won't like that. More no, like he has horses now. <laughs> Flying horse, chicken, serpent, wolf things. <laughs> yes. Deer. Have you have you heard oh, of well, a? I parachin? tell you what, I don't take deer. I'd rather just have horses drawing my dirigible. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're getting that voice right. <laughs> oh, I know, I know Finn. I know Finn. Oh, I know okay. Farah. I know goblins. Obviously, obviously. I know Lucky. Yeah. I know Usuvu. Because I have Ooh. things I can do Moisted with them. Moisted critical. Asuva's just Oh, yeah, moist critical. critical, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Dezen and it's um, Celessa that I can't remember. I think Celessa was more like like a retired police officer. Like a yeah. gruff It's voice. still gruff. Yeah, I think uh-huh. so. Okay, good. Then I got it right. Okay, so. One note anything. has been critical in helping remember all these NPCs. Hey, everybody I am voice. sure. Is critical? Is everyone's most critical? Asuva's easy. Because she yeah, looks like a monotone. She does, she does. I made myself see stars doing that. Yeah. Uh, tip to any GM out there, use one note in images instead uh-huh. of note cards because, yeah. boy, if you have a lot of NPCs to run, that's like the hardest thing as a GM. Or yeah. even Google Docs. Yeah, the it's find free. and search function is quite helpful, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, what, anything else you want to ask them? They seem like when you come back here, uh, I, I can just tell you without rolls, they look like they're seated in, seated in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem pretty ignorant Brim of the fight. Brim has just been listening to Finn talk because they're so in love. I love them. <laughs> Man, it's looking more and more like we might have a stowaway, and I had Chester walk off by himself. You know, I was gonna say, we could have a stowaway. Uh-huh. We need to talk it's, to Celeste, it's, though. It's fucking, it's, 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 um, it's the um, alien. Heron. It's, uh. It's the it's nerd. Wit. It's, it's the nerd. It's Wynn. <laughs> I won't let you get away with humiliating me. That's the wrong voice. You've got a physical cue for it. I do, I do. Uh, you have I to hope, have cues to get in the I voice. hope the alien didn't sneak back on board. I, I hope think it's the lucky. alien didn't sneak back on board. I do hope it's lucky. I feel like we could kick Lucky's ass unless he's... Unless. I really don't tough. want it to be no, Celeste. unless he's secretly muggling. <gasps> that would be a gasp. Oh, let's end this adventure right now. <laughs> Where's his mech suit? Look for the mech suit. I'll take you with me, mug. <laughs> There's no mech suit on this blimp. This blimp is the mech suit. It's a transformer. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Sorry.
sorry. <laughs> it had to come the out. North winds continue to blow. I can feel it coming in the end. So anyway, meanwhile. Oh, meanwhile. Oh yeah, meanwhile. Chetty. <laughs> Where did you want to go? You said you want to go to the, the storage, storage room. room. All right, it is locked. Oh, it is. Yeah. Chester will attempt to unlock it. You know that this is the storage room because on the door it says storage. That so, sounds like a red hair. Uh, he will this, first is, thing, this is on the upper deck above the flight deck. Chester's going to drink. Let me make sure I have Just whiskey. It. He's straight so whiskey. Straight whiskey. Uh, no, he's going to drink grenadine. Chester's going <laughs> to <Simple> syrup. <laughs> drink an eagle eye elixir moderate uh, using his uh, his doohickey majan. Uh, his his alchemist stuff. Mm-hmm. His bandolier. Yes. His alchemist style located bandolier. on his bandolier. His infused reagents or his quick tincture. Uh, his quick his equivalent to quick tincture. There we go. Which is going to give him a big bonus to perception. Yeah. He wants to check the door and okay. see if there are scratches around the keyhole to see if it was lock picked. Uh, you look at it and it's locked. It looks normal. It looks like... Well, the, do you want me to roll or... No, I'll just tell you. Okay. Uh, the lock looks uh, pretty shitty. Like, it'd be easy to pick. But, like, is there... Would I be able to tell if there's evidence of picking? Oh, or okay, if, yeah. Roll for that. Okay. This is 16 plus 12. I mean, 28. It's, this is an old lock, so it'd be hard to tell, but it's locked and functioning, so you don't think it was picked. Cool. With the timeline of things, you don't know why someone would pick it and then go through the effort to relock it. All right, then Chester will pick it. Okay. Thievery. Thievery, he will use his tools. I believe that I have to click those on. So uh, 14 plus 13 is 27. 27. That would be a critical success because this is a really poor lock. Oh. Which will get Uh-oh. you two successes and you'll unlock the door. Nice. It would normally take two, but you've got critical success. Hot dog. <laughs> and I get a key for that door for and the next couple cat, of hours. Don't worry. Al, Al would have crushed this too. It was only DC 15. Oh. Uh, so Chester will go inside the room. Okay. Oh, Albert. And, I missed him. And he'll look around for anything suspicious. Okay. Uh, you see there's spare furniture, simple tools, some buckets of paint, cleaning supplies, and other just miscellaneous gear on the ship. Um, there's also some, uh, looks like like just voyage cargo, like food, stuffs, mm. whiskey <laughs> bottles, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, there's like a little bit of that. You get the feeling that this is kind of overflow where that's supposed to be stored elsewhere. Uh-huh. Like around the galley or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, you can see even in the foundry map kind of an I All the stuff you see on here kind of represents it. Um, like, uh, there's a bag that says coal. There's a bunch of spare chairs. Is that a crowbar? There's a crowbar. There's some barrels. There's a table. There's some tools. Uh, what are you doing looking in here? I'm looking for anything that is either out of place or that I would expect to find in here and is not. Like, we know whoever sabotaged the engine got the chain from in here. Yes. So I'm trying to find anything related to them. Or anything that would obviously be missing that could be used to sabotage something else. Yeah, uh, roll perception to investigate. Uh, would I uh, uh, pursue have, a lead? Yeah. Uh, that is 11 plus 13, 24. Uh, yeah, with that much, I can tell you that 
Uh, you definitely see like there's some spare chains like for parts. Uh huh. Um, and or there's like a slot for it, and it is missing. Maybe there's a couple small links left. Mm. Um, there also seems to be like a toolbox uh-huh. that has a bunch of different like tools for stuff, and you don't see. You see there are some that are definitely missing. So there are there are tools missing. Yeah, there's other things basically missing from here as well. Tools that we didn't see in the engine room. Yeah. Is is there like a a way that he could tell which tools they are? Like, is this one of the ones that has the writing on it? Like, oh, that's a thirty thirty eight. Actually, that's a really good question. What do you mean? Is there a way to tell what tools are missing? I mean, it, the details doesn't necessarily specifically matter. Do you want, like, specific tools that are missing? If it would help, but if it does, it wouldn't, then don't bother. Yeah, I think it, you could notice that, like, certain, if it was, like, a set of Allen wrenches or regular wrenches, like, certain sizes are, should be here but are missing. Okay. Yeah, this uh, is more so just if we see them around. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Chester, does there happen to be a pipe in this room? A pipe? Yeah, uh, a, a speaky pipe. pipe. No, not in this uh, room. Chester will... Is there a... So, uh, with my perception, that's all I notice? Yeah. Okay, he'll step outside. He'll lock the door behind him with the key. Mm-hmm. He'll step into the kitchen and see if there's a pipe in there. Yeah, there is one in the galley. He'll speak up. Um, he'll speak to Farah. I suppose it's where the pipes go, right? Basically, yeah. Like, hey, hey, Farah. Yeah? Your storage room down here where the chain was from... Yeah. It was not picked. That means somebody had to have a key to get into it. It was locked when I got down here. I you're, broke into it. You're also missing some tools because I actively broke into it to inspect it. <laughs> Just to let you know, uh, full disclosure. What the fuck? But it was like, you shut up. But it was locked <laughs> when I got down here, which means somebody had to have a key to open it. All right. That's weird, but I guess thanks for keeping me posted. Don't pick locks, dude. Does Lucky have a key? Uh, probably. Okay. All of us do if we need to get in. That's good point. All right. Uh, where where is uh, Eleanor and Sakir? They're in the flight uh, on the flight deck talking to the passengers. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. Uh, over and out. Shut up. And then really quick, Chester's not going to investigate, but every door that is not locked, he will open and pop his head in. Yeah. All of these starting in the north and going south. So all of these are actually open. Okay. Uh, pretty much all of them. Uh, so up where you are across the way is the crew quarters. Uh-huh. Um, you poke your head in there. You just see a bunch of, like, uh, bunks, basically. Okay. Um, and the room that someone has very uh, <laughs> intentionally written high in, uh, that's mm. the captain's cabin. That's Farrah's room. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's a bigger room with, a, like, a, a full queen-size bed or whatever. Um, and then there is one, two, three, uh, just kind of like private rooms with double beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get those would probably be for passengers uh, if they're staying overnight. So that's probably, honestly, one of these probably has like your stuff in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other the one, one that has the uh, one twin bed and the one queen bed. Yeah. For our third wheel, Eleanor, and the happy couple. <laughs> You also Eleanor, see, no longer part of a happy couple. You also oh. see this uh, uh, other big bed across the way from the captain's quarters is the co-pilot's cabin. All right. So that's where Dezen is. Um, you see or, some like books and stuff in where there. Where he would sleep. Yeah, that's where his stuff is. Um, Dezen's room has green stuff in it, and it has intricate like 
swirly but also pointy patterns on his rug, which means he's evil. That's a fair point. Every villain is lime. Uh, or purple. The, the, there's two long rooms at the end of the upper deck. The one, uh, I guess, you know, on the left as we're looking at it, um, I guess, would this be? It's a game room. Yeah, it, it's a game That's room. That's where they play D&D. A hot dog. There's, and you can solitaire. See a bunch of cards. There's a chess board, a checkers board. There's uh, a trunk with some more stuff in it. There's a couple different tables. And then the other one is just a lounge. There's books. There's couches. Uh, there's little recliner things. And then there's that staircase that leads down to the flight deck. Uh, I actively broke into it. Full disclosure. <laughs> uh, and there was no one in any of these rooms. No. Okay, Chester will go meet up with the, with his pals. And you're just poking your head in each of these, right? Yeah, he's not doing an in-depth look. He's just making sure there's no intruders. Okay. Obvious intruders. Mm-hmm. I mean, there doesn't appear to be all that many places to hide in these rooms anyway. You'd be shocked. Chester will bust up there, pull his gun, point out Lucky. What's your story? <laughs> no, he uh, won't do that. When you come down, uh, so you see, I'm going to move Psyche uh, and Eleanor down here a little bit. Uh, they're in the middle here, and like Lucky comes up and like tugs on your like back of your jeans or whatever. Oh. It's, uh, can I get a moment with, with y'all? I've got some information. I know y'all looking because you suspect some sabotage. We go uh-huh. back like towards the bar. Yes. Yes. We can all go together. Double check. There are five crew members, right? Yes. Okay. There's Dezen and Farah, the two up in the Cobalt area. The two goblins. The two goblins, and there's Lucky. So, Gnome was with us. Mm Mm-hmm. Gay elves were together the whole time, as far as we can tell, and they don't seem to have moved. And the same thing, basically, with... uh, The half-orc. Whom the, most, the former thing. The most that they said that she moved was to, to get, get a, drink. a drink. To get a drink and to come back. Mm-hmm. The captain and the co-captain, co-pilot, are together the whole time. Mm-hmm. The goblins are together the whole time. Lucky is the only one with no alibi. Unless unless uh, Celessa was fast enough or one of the elves is sneakier than we could ever imagine. That's true. There's also the fact that they have to have a key, but they could have stole a key. All right, so I suppose we'll go with Lucky and fall into a trap. Yes, let's go die. Please blow up in front of us and take us with you. Get out your mech suit, Oh, yes, on to the the open air. Oh, he's going to shove us off somehow. He's going to do the um, force push bong. He just shuts the door, um, and he brings all of you there. And he says, all right, now, I know y'all was investigating, and uh, I just... I, I couldn't help but notice that, uh, well, that that Finn character, he talks a big game, but I, I was working the bar, and after y'all left, I, I saw him get up and head upstairs. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Never trust an elf. What about you, Lucky? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I just, I was cleaning up the bar. I saw... Is uh, the bar clean, Dick? It looks fairly clean, although not a lot happened, to be fair. Uh-huh. Like a couple drinks were served. I, I cleaned up the bar. I checked on some of the, the a couple passengers. I, I saw that Osuvu went up um, with the uh, Sakir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I made sure everyone was good. And I, I went to take a leak. And then I came back. 
Where's the And then I noticed the, the engine trouble. Show right us there, the piss. Right? <laughs> Is there fresh <laughs> piss? There are actual bathrooms here. You can see them on the map. Yeah, I noticed them earlier. Please don't repeat it. <laughs> show us the piss. <laughs> if you pissed, you'll have droplets. Show us the droplets. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, please, no. Hey, Lucky, show me your key to the storage room. Oh, the storage room? Yeah. Oh, do you need something? Yeah. Did you put cargo up there? Oh, yeah. Here, I got a key. Bless your heart, little guy. No, I don't need it. I have my own. Oh, you got a key? Yeah. Okay. Well, you did help get this expedition underway. I guess you're part of the crew as much as the rest of us. I love you, Lucky. (laughs) I hope you're not a bad guy. No, you don't say that. I love you, Lucky. No, come on, roll. Roll what you were going to roll. Lucky. Um, oh, can can I have roll a third now? Sense motive. Finn. Yes. I'm his cat. <laughs> I don't like this. Not a very good roll. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, yes. Uh, Perception sense. to sense motive. 16. Okay. Oh, take it. Hold on. I, said, I don't like this joke. You know, Chester's go to with it. Okay. Um, 25. 25. 26 if, this if is he's the, lead the saboteur. So whenever you hear this story, you start writing it down like, okay, well, crap. And I have to like rethink things, right? Um, but then like some of the things he says doesn't quite line up. <gasps> oh? Because Finn, Brim, and Celesta all advocate for each other. And then like, I didn't one of them say they saw him go, go away. Lucky? Yeah, yeah that I he went to the bar. So. Yeah. Yeah. So something's off about what he's telling you. You don't think he's giving you the whole story. Chester will reach over Lucky and lock the door, assuming there's a lock on this side. There's no lock, but oh, yeah, you oh can do it anyway. Oh my god. Uh, Chester said, well, Lucky, why don't you come sit with us, sit with me over here? And he'll sit at the bar. Oh, oh man. Would you like a drink? Oh, absolutely. Uh, what's your deception score? Oh, boy. That's, listen, yeah, this is my deception score. Yeah. Is plus seven. Plus seven, so your DC would be 17? Yes. Um, if he's lying to me, no. No, if, if you're lying to him, okay. I roll perception okay. against your uh, deception DC. Oh, so I don't roll against your... We can do that if you want to. Uh, I mean, like, that's typically whatever, how it works. Okay, whatever way you want to do it. You're that's how DM. I've been doing it. Okay. Whenever you detect against them, you're going against one of their DCs. So if, if someone's lying... You roll perception. I add ten to my de- my deception, right? My, my deception DC. Okay, that's what you have to be. If I'm like lying, if I'm uh, if you're doing diplomacy on me, then it's against like my will DC or something. Like that's typically how it works. Okay. Um. Uh. But he's, he uh, says, "Why y'all involved? Did y'all break the stuff? Wait a minute! Don't try to corner me." He oh. starts backing up towards the door. Oh, I'm sorry, Lucky, but like literally I was doing the opposite of cornering you because I was going to be sitting in the corner and you were going to be sitting on the stool next to me. Say, <laughs> 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 so, I wasn't going to corner you or nothing. Why? Do you deserve to be cornered? Did you have something to do with this, Lucky? No, of course not. So Why I didn't I- think so. I was just wanting a drink. But... If you did. Steps over to the bar and like starts getting a whiskey for you. I wouldn't drink it. Chester steps in front of the door. The little door? Yeah. Well, now you is cornering me. What is this about? (laughs) Why don't you move him so Chester can get in front of the door? Okay, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the only exit. I, uh, it is the only exit. 
Oh, you're no, it is. We're we're blocking yeah, off. We're the blocking stairwell. both exits. Sykir's in front of one, Chester's in front of the other. Lucky, I know you ain't telling the whole truth. Oh, hey, he ain't telling the whole truth. I had assumed that there was something up that you picked up on and that you weren't just being mildly aggressive for no reason. Your story don't make sense. Parts of it, anyway. There are three people advocating for each other out there. Uh, All of us, including the blue-haired gnome, Usuvu, who are up fighting off peritons. Oh, y'all was fighting off the monsters, right? And that storage room didn't have its lock picked. It was locked. It was unlocked with a key and locked back. Well, then someone, maybe that Finn guy, he stole a key off of one of us. Think it's not mine. Yeah, because you still got yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point in time, make a perception check. We are about to get blown up. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, this is this is good. I got a five. Okay. That is going to be fourteen. 27, 28 if he's the saboteur. And I figure it out. <laughs> uh, you notice he 20. has a, a couple different wrenches on him. <gasps> oh! Tucked away, kind of like only just poking out behind like his little apron. Is there a pipe in this room? Uh, there is one at the bar, but you'd have to like hop over to get to it. Okay. Uh, I'll happily do it. Chester, I'm a little tankier if he tries I mean, to attack. Chester knows y'all are listening, so he'll say, funny thing, those tools were missing from the storage room. Same one that had the chain in it. I'm going to go bam, bam, bam on the door. Listen, I don't know I'm what... I'm just going to slide right closer. I, I don't know on earth what y'all getting at. Uh, and what's your perception, DC, Chester? Right now, it's 12. 12, you say? Or 12 plus 10, so 22. 22? Uh, he seems like really just um, kind of relaxed and like uneasy. Like you don't trust him because he's not been speaking straight with you. Yeah. Uh, but out of nowhere, he pulls out a coat pistol and goes to shoot at you. And we're going to roll initiative. Oh boy! Oh. He's going to roll deception for initiative. Oh fun! I'm so glad I got closer. Oh, it's not, oh, oh, it's not stealth or perception. It's deception. That's fun. That's I good. like that. It's the first time. Mm-hmm. First time in history ever. I did get closer. I don't have to move to get closer to him. No. I did say I moved. You'll have to vault over to over the bar. Oh, vaulting over it could possibly get me panache. I'm cool with that. All right. (laughs) Oh, finally, Chester has a reason to use his whip. We need to take him alive. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, I need to update that. I I already rolled physically. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to say, oh, no. Actually, we're rolling good. Mm, I'm gonna so roll. do I... Hey, 29! Nice. You do, can keep your perception score for initiative. From which one? Uh, when you found the wrench. Okay, that was um. Actually, no, that's, plus... that's the wrench. That's not him pulling the gun on you. So I need to roll. You need to roll again. Okay. Yep, sorry. Sad day. Sad day. Oh, My I would initiative like to, is not great. I would like to note that I am not using after you and I rolled for perception. What'd you get? 23. 23. Uh, what'd you get, Chester? I got 17. No! No, yeah, 17, because I wasn't investigating. This was technically just a roll. Or else it would have been 18. As much as I want that panache, I need to move quickly in this scenario. All right, so first in the order is actually going to be Psykir. Uh You with got a 29, which is incredible. Is that a natural 20? It is. Yeah, they did roll a nat 20. Holy smokes. Nat 20! 
Yeah, you're gonna go first. He rolled really good on initiative, but you just see like the small grin as he like whips out this pistol and points it at Chester. Um, it looks like he had been already maneuvering it, but you get to act first. Um, and we're gonna do something we keep forgetting to do. We did do it with the, the peritons. Damn it! Damn it! We even and talked I about it in the last yeah. episode. I haven't seen you explode. Do your flat check. Seven. You don't explode. Oh. You get a spell slot back. Are you have any gone? Did you use one no. during the fight? Just no, cantrip. you used the um the you used the forbidding ward or the lifelink. That's a um. That's a oh, focus, never mind. focus yeah. points one. That's a focus point. Okay. okay. Do I explode anyway then? No. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm going to move and then scream. All right. So fortitude save. Mm-hmm. Oh, not great. <laughs> That's a 17 total from Lucky Links. Oh, so lucky today. Uh, <laughs> that 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 doesn't do it. Sorry. All right. So give me your damage. D6 plus uh, your casting modifier, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yar. Ten. <coughs> Ten points damage. of damage. Damn. Oh no, my little ears are gonna bleed. Uh, 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 all right, that's not great. All right, that is oh, three actions because you moved and screamed. Mm-hmm. Next in the order is gonna be Lucky Lanks Williams, uh, your long lost violent cousin. Uh, he's gonna pull his coat pistol at you, uh, and he's going to do. At me? Uh, no, at Wait, Chester. Lone lost cousin. That's why he looks familiar. He's related to Chester's human dad. No, we'll get to that. Don't human worry. vampire dad. <laughs> <laughs> I not, wish that that could have so, translated better. <laughs> I'm not actually sure if you can normally roll deception for initiative. I haven't looked into that, but mm-hmm. I just felt like it was in tune it's, with what he was doing. That it's, it's, the game says it's typically perception or stealth, but other skills can be rolled if it makes uh-huh. sense for the situation. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. I was going to uh, try to faint Chester with a deception roll. I kind of want to use my initiative one, but that's not entirely fair. Uh, So I'm rolling against your perception DC, and I got a 25. Oh, my perception DC? Yeah, that beats it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chester, you will now be flat-footed Williams. Rude. To my next attack. Oh, no. Oh, it's something I'm allowed to do. Oh, no. And he's going to shoot you with his pistol. (gasps) Chester does not have good AC right now. Uh Uh-oh. I'm going to roll this in my box here. Am I still lifelinked to you? No, no, that's that's just Not great. Uh, Natural 7 for a total of 22. Yeah, that hits. Against your flat-footed. Yeah. Is it a critical? It's not a critical. All right, so you're going to take uh, eight points of damage, and then you're also going to take... Uh, da, 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 another bit of damage here. Sneak attack damage? Yep. Ah! Oh. Seven more points of damage. He's a rouge. Oh, oh, he's got two dice. Metagamey much, Jacob. <laughs> he's a rouge. He's a rouge. Like the belt. Like Aww. the what? I throwed up. <laughs> oh, no. I throwed up. Like the butt. <laughs> Are you okay? Like the bat. Do you need to borrow some of my tums? Mm, oh, go, go. the rouge bat. The rouge uh, bat. The rouge then he's bat. going to spend his last action to reload. So faint, shoot, reload. This poor man. You about to get his stuff knocked in. We'll to get see. Wrecked. It's Eleanor's oh, turn. Unless he has help. Ah, so um, if I were to vault artfully and gracefully over this table, would that potentially give me panache? Uh, oh. it, it depends on uh, if you roll acrobatics for me. Mm-hmm. If you beat DC fifteen, you can vault and like move as a uh, part of like one action pretty easily. Um, because this isn't like 
an easy vault. Like you actually have to throw yourself over it um, to do it quickly. I'm going to say DC 15. Uh, but if you hit your DC listed for um, your panache stuff, what is it 25? Mm-hmm. Then you'll get panache, and I'll throw in the bonus that you can draw your weapon as part of it. I will take that. I only have to roll an 11 to make that. Go for it. I rolled a seven. Oh. 21. All right, so you're able to hop over, but you're still going to have to draw. Okay, so I hop over. Can I, can I still roll for tumble through as part of the move action, or is hopping over it? Should have used all a hero point. Well, uh, um, so one action to hop over, basically, one action to draw. You probably want to use your next action to attack, unless you want to tumble through and not attack. No, I'm going to attack. Okay. I'm saving the hero point for if I don't hit the attack because I'm going to attack non-lethally. Okay. Okay. That takes off my bonus, right? It just you take a minus two to attack non-lethally. Just minus two. Okay. I'm going to draw. Minus five back in one e. I think it was minus two. Oh, minus four. Unless you had a feat. Minus four. Yeah. I draw an attack. Okay. Natty twelve for a twenty-four. Twenty-four. That'll hit. Yeah. All your damage. No panache. Man, he is in the worst Seven possible Seven damage, spot. non-lethal. Yeah, he ain't in a great spot. I took, I took the penalty. Okay, so non-lethal. Okay. Um, and that's I, it. I can't raise my shield. You no. should see if as a free action you can yell into the pipe. Can I as a free action since I'm right there? Uh, Yeah, what do you want to say? Lucky's gone rogue. Uh, <laughs> it's a sneak attack. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, take a hero point. That was funny. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to hand out here points more liberally. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I was going to yeah. use mine for my attack, but I rolled good. So how many do all of you have currently? I, th- I have two. Two, I believe. One. One. Because you used yours. I did. You did use yours. Okay, cool. I was like, I haven't been stiffing you, have I? I should okay. have used it to get better, um, better acrobatics. So now Farah has been warned. Cool. Uh, all right, that's your turn. Chester Williams, you are no longer flat-footed. You're only flat-footed to his one attack anyway. Yeah, Chester, a.k.a. Williams, rather, Chester has a whip, Williams. He's about to be ganked up on. Is going to roll Devise a Stratagem for free because this is the saboteur. And this nice. is the guy that I pursued a Leon. So, Derek doesn't right. like that. Uh, that is an 18 on the die that I'm going to hold on to. Okay. I'm also going to do a recall knowledge on this guy. Society? Uh, society or underworld lore? I will do underworld lore because lore tends to be a lower DC. Jacob, you <laughs> found the perfect class for you in your metagame game. Oh, whoops. Actually, I found one that would have been better, but I didn't find it till way too late. What was it? A uh, thaumaturge. Uh, uh, that's going to be an 8 plus 11 is 19. Uh, not going to do it. At all? Uh, no. You need a, a very hard specific lore check. Wow. You should hear a point. Or can unique. you not ask Too late. I already stated my results and this found is, out. This is a unique NPC. Fun. All right. So, Chester, that devise a stratagem was free. Um, I wonder if that would have been a free too late. I'm going to say it was free because I failed anyway. <laughs> Chester's going to move here, draw his whip. Okay. So, that's two actions. And then third action, here? attack. Now... <laughs> oh shit! Shit up! <laughs> like in the heights of combat? Not near. Shit. Not near. Have to beat Lucky Williams. Does <laughs> 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 the whip do? You beat him down unconscious, <laughs> and then Psyche here playing with the whip, just bam, bam, 
Knocks him the rest of the way. Hey, Sakir, look. So and you just drape the whip on him, and then there's this big ass metal paw that just whack, <laughs> or as a cat, whack, 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 whack. Bah, 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 bah. So uh, does a eighteen plus fourteen, thirty two hit? That'll be a critical hit. <gasps> yeah. Chester. Uh, How cool that Chester gets the critical. Oh non-lethal critical. So disarm non-lethal finesse. Chester's about okay. to whip it. Wait, Good. So was your lore was ba, like ba, 20, ba, ba, right? My lore was 19. 19. Yeah, never mind. Okay. okay. All right. So this is going to be base damage is 2d4 plus 2d6. So that is 6 plus 7 is 13 plus 1 is 14 doubled is 28. 28? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Chester just channels his inner Indiana Jones. 28 non-lethal damage. Oh man, you know what I should have tried to do? I should have tried to disarm him. (laughs) Too late now. Yeah, you don't have enough actions left. Yeah. Oh, but I could potentially disarm him. I I just keep, say keep doing the damage. I would only do it on a natural twenty because you have to critical them to get them to drop their weapon. Uh, that is the end of Chester's turn. I believe that is three actions. Yep. Top of round two. Psych here's turn. Man, this guy's in a bad way. You guys. <laughs> yeah, he's in he a is. bar in the corner of the room. <laughs> Eleanor is behind the bar with him, and Chester and Sykir are right around the b- on the this, other side of the bar. This is this is the time. The time it has for, to the happen. Get, for the beat down. It has to happen. My meme, my go-to meme for tabletop RPGs. I'm pretty sure we couldn't show this anyway because we've shown yeah. anime. It it's oh, the JoJo. Jo- okay. It's the JoJo jo- jo meme. It's the <laughs> three beat people down one. beating someone. <laughs> and it's perfect because it's three people. And like normally, us. in second edition, like because of the action economy, I can maneuver and everyone can kind of get around without having to worry about attack of opportunities as much. But you specifically pinned him in this bar, and he can't move without checks. <laughs> I'm going to scream at him again. Okay, fortitude save, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, beautiful. What did I get? A 15. A 15. All right, so that's another failure. Roll your damage. Six. Six. Okay. Oh no. Uh, that's two actions. You still have one left. Uh. Shoot the ballista at him. I'm going to aim, Chester. No! <laughs> All right, I'm lining you up, buddy. <laughs> And your your mouth is moving like 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 Bradley up across the third in the in the movie. movie. You're going that fast and your lips are flapping. Throw me. Such great ones. Oh my goodness gracious. Throw me, Bob, throw me. Now I want to be shot at another Zeppelin so I can land on it. Shades of <laughs> Shades of Sea of Thieves. Yeah, oh, like, what did you want to do with your third action check here? <laughs> I'm still looking. Anything? Um. Just punch him. Hang on. <laughs> Why not, uh, right? Yes. Actually, I'm uh, going to cast harm that's... with a range of touch. Oh, one oh. action? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, how does that work with one action? Is it just. Do you have to make an attack at, at all? It has a range of touch. Here's the. Does he have to make a save with harm? You use your unarmed reach to determine whether you can touch it. Uh, yes, yeah, so you do have to make an attack. You can usually touch the target automatically. 
Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's like if they're a... F oh, oh, yes. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about rolling to hit. 1d8 okay. negative damage base for the one action version, but I do get a basic fortitude save. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to roll fortitude again. Okay, I, I do pass, but I don't think I critically succeed, so you can do a d8 and I'll take half damage. Where does it say it takes a DC check to... So, two. Two points of damage total. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that I'll take after having it. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll read it for you, Jacob. It basically okay. says, you channel negative energy uh, to harm living or heal the undead. If the target is a living creature, oh, I see. you okay. deal 1d8 negative damage to it and it gets a basic fortitude save. It wasn't in the the quick notes. It was you had to read mm-hmm. it to find it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's three actions and two spells. Really sweet. Um, it's Lucky's turn. <laughs> lucky. You ain't so lucky now, are you? Uh. <laughs> I appreciate the eye twitching that's know, going right? on right here. We've got him surrounded. Man, I don't know what it's like at all to have a boss surrounded by enemies curb stomping them. Okay, Eleanor. What are you thinking about? What you want? Cat. The boss. Uh, yeah. Lucky's gonna tumble through. Okay. <laughs> Can I oppose this in any shape, through? form, or fashion? Uh, I, I'm rolling against your, I believe, reflex. <laughs> wait, wait. Is there a counter behind? No, I'm next to the gate thingy, aren't I? Yeah, he's yeah. gonna try to tumble through you. Past my reflex DC? Yeah, so what's your reflex DC? 10 plus your reflex score. He's gotta be a 23. Natural 17. Oh, oh. Uh, Okay, so that's going to be a You're total... You're playing oh. my own game, <laughs> Total deck? 30, but that doesn't make you flat-footed because I don't have tumble behind. Does she uh-huh. get an attack of opportunity? Do you have attack of I opportunity? Don't. I won't get that until level six. Oh, you're oh. one level oh, away. No. I hope that you don't die the same way that Drender did. So he gets ha! through your space. Uh, he's bleeding, and he's not doing great. He's going to spend an action to interact with the door. Boo! Boo! And then he's going to fucking book it. And uh, he's screaming, help, they're after me. They're after me. Yeah, but I already let Farah know he's the bad guy. You Farrah did. Farah knows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And he moves into here. They're after me. They're they free action to speak. Sure. While the door is open. He's the saboteur. Uh, and it's what he does. He runs. Eleanor, it's your turn. Eleanor is going to follow. One. Hey, uh, I have a question for Two. you, DM. Uh-huh. Did Farah happen to send the co-pilot out when we messaged her, or is that not something that's happened at all? No. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's I gotta pull enough. back up. I had to make sure. I have seven squares of feet. One, two. I don't have to interact with the door because he opened it, right? It's he would have open, to close yeah. it. Three. Four. Five. All right, so that's one movement. Yep, and one movement. Wait, as part of my move action, I'm going to tumble through him. Yeah. You're at the end of your movement here, Yes, though. but you see, if uh, if I... No, I'm not. I have a speed of 35 feet. <gasps> because as a fat swashbuckler, ah, I'm extra fast. That's right, swashbucklers uh-huh. are so goddamn fast. Ah, 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 ah. Yes, you can also, tumble through. I'm going to... I'm going to use... Jacob's waving his arm like a bird. I'm going to use one of my hero points to make sure I tumble through and make well, it no, Roll and then use your hero point if oh, you want oh, to Oh, before, I, before you tell Because you yes. have to use the second okay. result. Okay, all right. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you do. do. It's not advantage. It's you use the same. I thought select the better one. No, it's no. that's that's what we used to do for bottle caps. Hero points is you roll before you know the result. If you don't like it, you can roll again. All right, but all right, you have guys. To use it. Do you think I'm gonna make it? I With. only got I only got twenty three. What's your, what was your number on the die? 
four, a nine. So I could do a lot better, but I could do worse. I want, I want it so bad, though. I want to okay. tumble through him because he tumbled through me. Like it, what so is you could just your reflex? Fourteen. Okay, yeah, you have a again. better. You I, have I a can better do it. I'm, doing, I'm spending better. it. I have two hero points and two bottle caps. I'm spending it. He went through my square. How, How dare! How dare! Out of the box. Out of the box. As much as I want that eighteen, <laughs> give me that die. Nine oh again. My God, 23. It's the same thing. 23. The dice says nine. Uh, unfortunately, it won't do it. He has a reflex DC of 25. Oh, yeah. Really high. Uh, that's his one good thing. But uh, that was all my one, my one move action. Yes, yeah, so you're not going to be able to get through, but you do get caught up to him. Uh, you have two more well, actions. Well, does that mean you can't move? I'm curious. No, or that no just you mean can't go through his square. You could go around and cut him off. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me I did want to cut him off where he could only go back to you guys, but uh, I do have a question. Yeah? I have two actions left, right? One. Uh, two. No, I, I moved. Oh, that's it's right. That was the action. same for the same. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I want to use an ability I've not used yet. Oh, boy. I, too, can faint. Uh, yeah, no, you just fail and your movement ends. You say you don't move through. Oh, sad. I, too, mm-hmm. can faint. Okay. I'm gonna roll deception and faint him. That okay. is part of my ability as a duelist, no, fencer. Excuse me, a fencer swashbuckler that I've never used. What ho, non-lethal? Wham! <laughs> my faint was not good. Oh. Total. Um, total was a sixteen. I highly doubt I made it. I think that die is too big for that box. Me too. It is kind of big, yeah. Uh, that is not gonna make it. Okay, I'm just gonna attack. Natty 19. 19. Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. That is a uh, 33 to hit. Don't That's a forget critical hit. minus two if you're going to do a okay, non-lethal. 31 to hit. There is I'm not, still a critical hit. I'm not hit. lethally hitting <laughs> No panache. This poor little man. I have not gone this long without panache yeah. in a while. Uh, that is six damage. Pretty low damage. Doubled? Doubled. Oh, doubled. 12. Okay. I only rolled 12, a 1 and a 3. Wait, isn't that a rapier? Don't you also yes, add the d I get 2d6 plus 2. Oh, d8. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole last d10. 6 plus 12. Double. 14 damage. So 2 Four on the d Four rolls on everything. Yes, 2. Okay, 14. Jeez. He is barely up and all this non-lethal. He is just like stumbling. <laughs> you got like a goose egg falling Eleanor, on his forehead. as a free He's action. bleeding out the ears. Hmm. <laughs> Stop him. Uh, okay. That's your turn. You already yelled that he was the saboteur, right, mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Chester Williams. Chester Williams. Chester Williams. Chester so Williams going to go one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Up on the booth there. Yeah. He's going to stand up there, devise a stratagem. That's good. That's real good. That's real good. That's uh, a 15 on the die. Okay. Uh, and then Chester's going to whip him. Okay. Non-lethal. Oh, it's a non-lethal weapon. So. Total of? Um, 15 plus 14 is 29. All right, so that's just a regular Hell hit. Yeah. Okay. Non-lethal. That's still a D4 plus a D6. We got this guy No, whipped. two D4 plus two D6 uh, plus one. So that's six plus... Eight is 14 plus one is 15 non-lethal damage. 15 non-lethal damage? Yeah. Uh, that will knock him out. He is out 
cold. <laughs> he falls to the floor. They're like the wrench uh, and a little bit of chain comes out up into <gasps> his back pockets. Saboteur. Hmm. And that's where we're going to pick up in our next episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. I want to interrogate him. <laughs> ah, Good this job. This is so cool, though. You solved cool. my saboteur we puzzle. Up your little Tumbled puzzle. through my square. I am so <laughs> The ultimate offense. Offended. You don't do that to another. How, that's How my dare thing. you tumbled through my square? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.